about. She spent most of her day standing on the doorstep jangling, leaving, as Delia Harrison often remarked, her house like a junk shop and an untidy one at that. She knows cause someone told her. Nessie's voice was full of defiance. Like who exactly? Ginny Greeley demanded. Like her widowed mother, Ginny always liked a bit of gossip. Her hazel eyes had already taken in everything Nessie was wearing, and she was envious. She herself had no knitted hat to cover her lank, dark, ash-coloured hair, no woolen mitts for her chapped hands, and no warm scarf. She pulled her thin brown coat closer to her body, crossed her arms, and tucked her fingers beneath her armpits. Her hands were so cold they were numb. Frost was already beginning to glisten on window panes, doorsteps and cobbles, as well as on the roofs. If the houses were warm, then in the morning the lacy patterns of ice on the window panes were pretty. But Ginny's house was never that warm. Often there was ice on the inside of the glass, too. Still, in a few days it would be Christmas, and they were all looking forward to the holiday. Earlier that day... Ginny, Mike, and their friend Johnny Doyle had left school for good, all of them fortunate enough to have jobs to go to. They'd arranged to meet by the factory wall to talk about their futures and their plans, and Elizabeth, the only one of them staying on at school, had also joined them. Ginny was going to work in Birrell's Fishmongers, two doors down from the Harrison shop, but she wasn't very happy about it. Mum, I hate fish. You know I hate fish. They're so slimy. She'd shivered. It will be a cold, wet, horrible job. Then she'd thought about having to cut off the heads with their glassy, staring dead eyes and the tails and fins. And she'd have to learn how to gut them. It made her feel sick to think about it. She'd have to wear a white coat and a turban over her hair. The coat wouldn't stay clean for very long. She'd seen the state of Mr. Birrell's at the end of the day. You go, and you'll be grateful for it. I had to stand Jerry Birrell at least a dozen pints of best bitter before he agreed to take you on, my lady, had been the firm reply from Mabel, her mother. For Mike Flynn, it would be up at the crack of dawn and down to the Salt House dock to shovel coal into sacks for Dawson's coal merchants, who, along with all the others, had their allocated stock dumped in mountainous piles onto the dockside from the cargo holds. It was a dirty, back-breaking job, but the only one he could find. He had no rich relatives in America, nor a barmaid mother who had a little influence with certain customers. For Johnny Doyle, for whom the three were still waiting, it was the Merchant Navy. He'd signed on as a bellboy on Cunard's Escania. He would make his first trip in the new year. Well, has the cat got your tongue, Nessie? Elizabeth probed. Who told Mam they'd done a flit from the Holy Land? You sure you're not telling us stories again? She did say it, Nessie shot back at her sister. She did, honest to God. Honest to God, and the Holy Land. She's a real scream, isn't she? Ginny said dryly. Elizabeth and Mike both laughed. The Holy Land was the name given to an area in the Dingle, in the south end of the city, where the streets were all named after biblical characters, David, Isaac, Jacob, and Moses streets. Like Scotland Road and its immediate neighbourhood, 
The area depended heavily on the docks, the shipping and all the service industries for employment, and also like Scotland Road, the housing was substandard, old, inadequate, and in some cases a very real danger to life and limb. Like their counterparts in Scotland Road, the women in the Dingle fought a daily battle against dirt, disease, and poverty. Oh, get home, Nessie, and leave me in peace, Elizabeth dismissed her sister scornfully. You made it up. Mrs. Flynn would have known she always does. Get home, you're a bloody pain always trailing after me. Nessie glared at her sister. It's true, and I'll tell Mam you swore Lizzie Harrison. And you'll get belted when I tell Mam you called me Lizzie, Elizabeth retorted, and Ginny and Mike will back me up. Delia Harrison had always insisted that her elder daughter be addressed by her full Christian name.